0: Luke chapter twenty one verse twenty eight, and I'll try to be quick. Luke chapter twenty one verse twenty eight. I'll be. I'll just be transparent right up front here. When when I'm done today, my prayer is that people will be encouraged, the church will be encouraged, and. That if there's anybody here that uh, is kind of on the outside looking in, and standing on the periphery of the church and observing, and wondering, should I make this leap? Should I go this direction? I'm hoping you'll make the good decision to to join and be part of something that I believe God is doing an, a phenomenal thing in the hour that we live. I mean, we've got front row seats. Literally, front row seats to the greatest event this world will have ever known. I believe that. Luke chapter 21, verse 28. And When these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads. For your redemption draweth nigh. When these things begin to come to pass, then look up. And lift up your heads for your redemption. Draw now. I want to preach on look up. And in parentheses, I got it's time to see the glory. Should we pray? Jesus, we love you. Thankful, God, for what we've heard today. Such a beautiful Bible lesson. Ties right into what we're speaking of this morning. God, we, I believe you're in control. I believe you've orchestrated this. We trust you, God, that we there's anybody here that needs the Holy Ghost that you will feel them with the Holy Ghost today not because I'm here but because you're here Lord not because of my ability but because your ability and we ask that you to anoint this message today anoint our service today anoint the remainder of this service touch every heart and life in Jesus name amen thank you for standing you can be seated every one of us knows that the times that we're currently living in are are unprecedented it's mind-boggling what's taking place I mean, hardly a day. We 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 don't even have time to absorb one thing, and something else happens. Used to it would take years for the next major event. Now it's almost on a daily basis. Things are moving quickly. Things are moving fast, faster, so fast that the news, the news cycles can't can't report all of it. There are literally things taking place in our world you probably had not even heard about because there are other things they deem more important, and so they they choose that that. On the the news, that that subject is going to be brought up. But it's leaving numerous things behind that could be, normally would be declared. Never in our history have we seen what we are seeing right now. Not in the history of the United States and not in the history of the church. First of all was the pandemic. Caught everybody by surprise. I say everybody, most everybody, by surprise. Caught me by surprise. First of all, how it affected our world, and then how it affected the church. Literally, we did not have church. Most churches were closed. Very few stayed open, and those that did stay open were ridiculed and, and really severely uh, accusations were brought against them. They were, some of them. Some of the pastors were arrested. Some were put in shackles. Some were put on monitors to keep them, try to keep them from preaching and having church. I'm not here to discuss whether it was right or wrong. I'm just saying that's what happened. That's never happened before in the United States. The church has never been silenced before, but it happened. Well, they tried to silence it. We found ulterior, ulterior methods. We we had online services. In fact, because of those old online services, there are people that are attending our churches today because they found us while they were in quarantine and while they were at home. But it did have an effect. It ha- it did have a spiritual effect. While some were growing cold, others were finding it for the first time. Secondly, while all this is going on, there's peace treaties that are being forged between Israel and the United Arab Emirates, plus Bahrain, along with other nations expressing interest in joining this joint peace treaty. That's significant, and it could have significant. Prophetical implications. Many believe that a covenant with Israel allowing them access to the Temple Mount will begin the seven year period called Daniel's Week. I don't know if, I'll just read Daniel chapter 9 verse 27. He shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate even unto the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. What that means is There's going to be a covenant with Israel that's going to allow them access to the Temple Mount. They will rebuild the temple and they will start sacrificing again. There's going to come a time when Israel is going to start, just like they did in the Bible, they're going to start offering sacrifice. And in the midst of that, they're going to stop it. So for it, for that to happen, they've got to have access to the Temple Mount. Right now, it's under Arab control. It's under Arab control and they can't, they can't rebuild the temple. It is my understanding. Talking with some of our missionaries at our own camp meeting, there's a man from the from that attends one of the Tulsa churches that actually goes to Israel and he goes as a school teacher, but he, at the same time they have church and and he tries to to reach people in Israel. He he tells he's he's told me personally that he's toured places that they already have the things made for the temple. It's all ready to go. In fact, he he implied that the the, the actual building itself is already prefabbed, ready to be assembled together. Do you realize they, they can put a building together pretty quick? There's, there's a system called, called, uh, Tilt up walls where they pour a slab and then they spray a solution on and they pour another slab on top of it. That's the wall and they raise it up and set it in place. They pour another slab and they'll lay, they'll have four or five slabs on top of one and each one is a wall and they just raise it up, bolt it together and start painting and putting things, building walls and it's just a matter of days. They, they can have a temple built. So understanding it wouldn't take long for this to happen and uh, we understand all they're waiting for is that window of opportunity to rebuild the, on the Temple Mount. And it used to sound impossible, but after President Trump declared that Jerusalem was the capital of Israel, now these peace treaties are taking place. This makes this event seem very likely and likely very soon. Thirdly, our government is in an upheaval. These are all going on simultaneously. This is not just one headline. They could literally have multiple headlines. There's not enough newspaper space. There's not enough time on the on the air to to air it all because of, they got to play their music and they got to talk about their sports and they got to talk about the government. And they got to talk about po- politics. They got talk. They got all this stuff. They don't have. They only have little snippets of time and they only give. The top three, blah, 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 here's the top three things. Uh, somebody got shot last night, and the next one, uh, there's an election coming, and there's a, there's a debate coming on Tuesday, and then the third item, and they just briefly blurt it out, and then they move on to their, their programming. Thirdly, our government is in an upheaval. Things that have been done in secret are being revealed. Acts of extortion, secret pacts, a power shift, if you will. I'm talking about a partisan effort to control everything about America. There's Republicans, there's Democrats that are upset with what's going on and things are being revealed. And fourthly, the cultural storm that is spreading across our cities, a spirit of anger and violence is taking root. Policemen are being shot. Some of them, there's bad apples in everything. I believe there's probably some bad policemen and some of them probably have made wrong judgments. Whether or not they went into a situation intending to, to make a wrong judgment, I don't know. I guess that's debatable. But things have happened. And it's, but there's a spirit that's been stirred up. A spirit of violence, a spirit of anger. And I believe it's just a sign of, a, of the times. And then fifthly, a pending Supreme, Supreme Court Justice of the United States has been nominated. I mean, who would ever... All this is happening simultaneously. Since the last time we spoke, last time we had church, this has happened. In one week. Actually, it was a week Friday when Justice Ginsburg passed away. I mean, we we were kind of expecting it, but to happen right now, at this point, this nomination... If, if ratified, would turn the Supreme Court in more of our way of thinking than ever in my lifetime. It seems like it took all my life to finally turn the court back around where it actually reflects our, our morals and our views. Of course, the, the fight's still on. That's, that's, and then sixth is the coming presidential election. Never before has an election had this kind of importance on which direction our nation will take. I don't know. I I can't tell you how it's going to turn out. I just pray for our nation that they make the right choice. They make a moral choice and they make a godly choice as best they can. And I'll I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't vote for President Trump in the primary. I didn't believe in him. I didn't believe in him. I did not. I had another choice. And, of course, he won the primary, and then I chose, and I'm, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but I said it. I voted for Donald Trump in the general election, but I didn't. I kind of backed up and cast my vote because I didn't really believe in him. I didn't think, you know, off, I thought it was just rhetoric, but he has done some things I never thought could have been done by a president. I'll be totally honest with you. You have a duly elected president who has been opposed by both sides of the political spectrum, Yet he is still doing unprecedented things for Israel, for churches, and then also uprooting the establishment that has been many has wanted to happen for years. So things are happening so quickly now that it seems like a daily occurrence of epic proportions. And for some time now, and you'll have to admit this, churches have witnessed a falling away. Some churches have closed. Hopefully none in the United Pentecost Church, but I know some have. And even in the United Pentecostal there's been a move to secularism, and 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 a uh, uh, watering down, if if you will. But even that seems to be reversing itself in the hour that we live. People are waking up. I believe that people are waking up. They're being stirred in their heart. Second Timothy or Second Thessalonians chapter two verse one says, "Now I beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ." And by our gathering together unto him. That you be not soon shaken in mind. Or be troubled. Neither by spirit. Nor by word. Nor by letter as from us. As that the day of the Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come. Except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed. The son of perdition. Who opposeth and exalteth himself. Above all that is called God. Or that is worshipped. So that he as God. Sitteth in the temple of God. Showeth himself that he is God. Remember you not that when I was with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. I hope verse 7 is speaking about the church. And I believe that it is. Because if you read the rest of the chapter, you don't find any place for repentance or redemption. I really believe. That is talking about the church. There was a time I actually questioned that. I didn't know for sure it was talking about the church. But when you look past that. There's no other redemption. There's no other repentance. In the rest of that chapter. My point is there has been a falling away. Saints have left the church. Ministers have left the truth. People have been deceived about what church should be. And what it should look like. That has happened. We we can all agree on that. But I've been talking to people that slipped and have fallen, and they're telling me they want to get back to God. I spoke to some even this week. Are you aware that a local pastor in this town has agreed to be baptized in Jesus' name? That's the truth. And you would agree with me if the Spirit of God is on the move. Holy Ghost is stirring the hearts of men and women. Folks, folks I never dreamed of are watching our online broadcasts. I hear it all the time. Hey, we watched y'all. We watched. We heard you. We heard the message. We heard your singing. We saw your worship. They, they respond. They they see it. I walked in. I walked. I hadn't been to our Salisall campus probably since the beginning of summer. I've been busy at the Muskogee campus a lot. But I walked down. There's. We're going to install a new bathroom. We've got to cut concrete. Got to do a lot of work. The auto mechanics instructor. Say, hey! I haven't seen you in a while. I've been watching your church online. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Been watching your services online. If if how many listened to any of the general conference online? General conference twenty twenty. It's it's online. There are a few people there, but it's it's. It's not general conference, as far as we know it. It's an it's a online format. But if you listen to our general superintendent speak, and I listened to it a little bit yesterday, and then listened, finished it up early this morning, and I'll just be honest with you, what I had been feeling in my spirit, he was speaking it. What has been in my heart, he he spoke it. And I'm telling you what. I'm, I'm humbled that God would allow me an insight to what, and I, I'm not saying that to heap glory. I, I'm the least among the brethren. But he ended his message with, we see Jesus. We see Jesus. Before, before I show you the two scripture settings that God has put in my heart, I read you one actually. Let me read you a letter that he quoted from spoke from, from Reverend Daniel Scott, uh, who is now 88 years old. He's been a veteran missionary. I I, I mean, you've seen his picture on the wall on the Global Missions poster that has all the missionaries' pictures. You've seen Reverend Daniel Scott on those posters for years, for years. An icon, a, a, a fixture, if you will, in the missions department. He's not only served as a missionary, but served in the Global Missions Department of the United Pentecost Church in various capacities. Anyway, he sent Brother Bernard a letter a little over a year ago, August of 19, 2019. And Brother Brother Bernard said he received this letter, he read it, he prayed about it, and he carried it in his briefcase everywhere he went in Canada in the United States. And he said, I really, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to act on it until until just now. He said, I felt like it's time to declare this letter. And as our scripture text said, it's not time to be down, but to look up. Let me read you what this letter said. And I, I screenshot it so I would know. He, he had a preface to the letter basically telling Brother Bernard that, to, that, you know, he'd been praying. And he felt like the Lord gave him. And here's what the prophecy he gave him. He said, my son, this you understand this is August of 2019. He said, my son, I will send a devastation on the United States, the like of which has never been experienced. The devastation will come with destruction multiplied times over. And the people will tremble. I will do this to bring the nation to its knees. Even the kings of the earth shall be clothed in fear. The entire population of the United States will then know the paths of treachery. Their leaders have traveled to destroy the faith of so many people. My people who are called by my name will be tried severely. But my purpose will be to show myself to be their God even before I come to gather them to me. But the end is not yet. This will take place just prior to my return. And I will use this devastation to cause many spiritual prodigals who have turned away from me to return and reconsecrate their lives to me. And many who have left the love of righteousness and the gospel to realign their principles. Also, I will bring multitudes to know me because at that time there will be a revelation that all men everywhere will know that I am the only Lord God. Hallelujah. Brother Bernard believes that has taken place. And I believe God is doing. It. He's stirring the hearts right now. I really believe that. We're seeing, we're seeing, and we're thankful for our guests. We're seeing guests walk in off the streets, filling this house. And we've, we've preached this for several years now. This house is not big enough to house what God is going to do. Now we're seeing it happen. Now we're seeing it happen. But our scripture text said it's not time to be down and fearful. But it's time to look up with hope and encouragement. Look up with a message to the world. A message of hope. A message of the gospel. A message that speaks of deliverance. Look up. And when these things begin to come to pass. Then look up and lift up your heads. For your redemption draweth nigh. Look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Look up, when I researched it, means to unbend, to rise, and be elated. To unbend, to rise, and be elated. Look up, lift up. It says to look up. And lift up your heads. Lift up means to raise up. To poise. To exalt self. To take up. For your redemption. Redemption means ransom in full. Deliverance. Christian salvation. Talking about redemption. Then it says riddance. Your riddance draweth nigh when the world gets rid of those people that's caused them, that has stood in the way of some people getting their way on the Supreme Court. They got rid of those people that have prayed and stood in the way of many of them passing laws and having free reign in this world. He who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. We're in the way. The church is in the way. And the spirit of Antichrist has invaded many people's hearts. I believe he's invaded politicians' hearts. And they want to have their way. And we're in the way. So it's going to be riddance. (laughs) Your riddance draweth nigh when we're out of here. Finally, draweth nigh to make near, to approach. I want all our young people, children and all to stand. How many members of the song that says, I'm in the Lord's army? And some adults, if you feel able, you're welcome to join us. I want you to march with me. I want to hear your footsteps. Come on. Hear that? Keep doing it. Look up. Lift up your heads. For your redemption draweth nigh. Look up, hear it, it's coming. Hear it? Hear the footsteps? Look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Hallelujah. That's praise him right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Redemption draweth nigh. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You can be seated. Hey, like my hat. Friend of mine gave me this hat. They're not here today. They'll be back. Daniel and Bobby Ham, that sits right over here, gave me this hat. They showed up. Brother Good kind of brought us together. He had a plumbing job he wanted me to do. I actually turned him down. <laughs> I said I don't have time. I could probably make some good money. I just didn't have time i it was a big job I, I don't mind doing small ones here and there because I can kind of space them out but to to be allegiance to a, a big job I, but he brought this hat to me Sunday. Of course, we gave him some hot peppers out of our garden but he when he' come over to the house to bring me the uh, or, or the the drawings to the house they were going to build. Before it was all said and no, done, he said, uh, we've been watching y'all's online services. And I know Brother Good's obviously been working on him too. <laughs> Bobby's mother, I worked with her at the high school, Canada. How many of you know it's in the cafeteria. He said, we've been watching y'all. We watched Brother Hanson preach. We, we like what we saw. We want to come. I said, come on. Come on. Come on. The devil meant meant to paralyze the church, and the church was paralyzed, I have to say. The church was kind of in shock. We didn't know which direction to go. We weren't sure. We wondered what the future held. We didn't know. But we're finally seeing a revival in our services of late. The the Holy Ghost is being poured out. We're watching our altars fill up again. We're not a... I'll be honest with you, it seems like we're not afraid of the virus. I mean, it's real. We know it's real. We've kind of got to the point where, all right, we're 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 done with that. And we're going to trust God, many of us. Now, I, I believe it's wise when they say put a mask on. I, I wear it at school. I'm required to. As soon as I get outside, I pull it off, wipe the sweat off my face. <laughs> he gets so old. In fact, we told our, told our superintendent, we need some more because these things get to stinking after a while. They <laughs> got ones with the school logo on them, and, and, you know, we'd have to wash it every day. So I, I got one for every day of the week. And uh, by the end of the week, they're, they're ready for the washer. I promise you that. We're, see, we're seeing the revival, and it's only the beginning. I believe that. It's only the beginning. We're seeing people turn towards God in the church. Backsliders begin to make their way back home. The prodigals are returning down that long, dusty road to the house where the Father waits with open arms. I'm just saying, look up. Look up. Look up. Finally, the last scripture. I'm coming to a close. 2 Timothy chapter 1. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear. He gave me this this week, early in the morning. I was on my way to work, and the scripture... Popped into my head. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This is going to blow you away. God hath not given us a spirit. Spirit is human spirit, a mental disposition, an attitude, human spirit, your spirit, your mind. It not given us the mind or the spirit of fear. Fear is timidity, of being timid. The spirit of being timid, of being reserved. Oh, I can't I can't talk. I can't say it. I can't I can't witness to them. I can't, I can't I can't spread the gospel. I can't teach a Bible study. I can't do that. It's a spirit of fear, a spirit of timidity. God had not given you that spirit. He's not giving you a spirit of timidity, but he's giving you a spirit of power, of force, dunamis. When it says you have power to be witnesses, that's the same dunamis. It comes from dynamite. Derivative of the word dynamite it comes from the same root word, dunamis, force, specially miraculous power. Worker of miracles. Even uses the word violence. And mighty, wonderful works. Dunamis. He hath not given a spirit of of fear, but of power. Of dunamis. of, Of miraculous power. Of working of miracles. Of mighty, wonderful works. And of love. Affection or benevolence, especially a love feast. A love feast. And then it says plural. So add an S to that. Love feasts. And then finally, and of sound mind, discipline. Self control, sound mind. So let me list the items. We are not to allow the human tendency of our mental disposition to be of fear or being timid. Two, instead, we are to have power, which is a miraculous, uh, of miraculous and wonderful works, even uses the word violence. Which reminds me, Matthew chapter 11 verse 12 said, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. We gotta be forceful. We gotta be aggressive. And we gotta have agape love, affection, or benevolence, or a love feast, plural. More than one. A sound mind which is disciplined and self-control. It's not time to be afraid and timid, but rather it's time to be the church. Time to have miracles and time to be powerful and aggressive. It's time to have love feasts. That's when the people that are coming and those that are coming and those that will be coming will feel the love of God of the church and the love of God when they walk in the doors. Till it hits them, it hits them in the faces, and they walk in, and suddenly tears will begin to fall out of their face, and they won't know what's happening. What? What do I feel? It's a love feast. It's a love It's God working through the church and touching lives. They'll be overwhelmed. they walk through the doors. What am I feeling? What is this? We're going to see them walk in and start having tears in their eyes. They feel the love, just the sheer love of God, hitting them with a force they've never experienced before. They've been to church. They might have even been to this church. But God's pushing up the volume. God's turning up the fire. God's cranking this thing. He's not only stirring the church, but He's stirring the world too. He's stirring this thing up. He's stirring hearts and lives of men. There are people that aren't even able to sleep at night. God's stirring the hearts. It's time. It's time. When you see these things happening, look up. Look up. It's not time to have self-control. It's not time to wander out in the world. It's not time to follow the worldly trends and pleasures. Besides, the excitement that's in the church will be better anyway. There's things going to happen. Get ready to be fired up. If you're not fired up now, you're fixing to be. Because things are going to start happening. You're going to see your loved ones praying through the Holy Ghost. You're going to see backsliders coming. You're going to see your kids coming in that are out of church right now. Coming, finding an altar, repent. You're going to see loved ones. You're going to see people in town that never never thought a, a minute about this church. Suddenly they're curious and they're going to come and check it out. It's going to get exciting. Stirring up. God's stirring their hearts. He's stirring our hearts. He's working both ends. I said that Wednesday night. He is thankful for the word we heard from Brother Alba. Stirred me up because it's the same thing I've been feeling. I have an old friend that's come back around to be with me. He used to be around a lot, so friend. I say friend because this friend has been a major influence in my decisions, especially as a young man. This friend isn't and is a, an, is, a, is a friend that when when he was around a lot, I, I used him to bounce things off of. It's not a person. It's an awareness. This friend is an acute awareness of the soon coming of the Lord. I used to refuse to do certain things, even made decisions based on the fact I didn't need to go that direction because Jesus was coming soon. And I didn't want to be distracted by anything that could interfere in my making the rapture. That's the friend I'm talking about. We used to hear it preach so strong, I didn't think I was going to make it home. From the youth rally, from the fellowship meeting. Brother C.A. Nelson's been gone a long time. He preached the coming of the Lord so strong. I, I, I thought this is it. I hit the altar. I prayed. I prayed through. And that effect in my life, that influence in my life, kept me from going certain directions in my life. Because I felt like the Lord was coming soon. And I've said this before. I can remember at three years old, laying in my bed at night, seeing the sun setting. They sent us to bed early back then. Seeing the sun setting in, in, the, in, in the horizon. And the, the red hues and the blue coming down until it was completely dark. And I was afraid. At three years old, I was afraid because I knew I didn't have the Holy Ghost. I knew the Lord was about to come. That was part of my life. That directed every step I took. Every decision I made. Someone said, well, you know, you you can bash it all you want. But that friend's been back. As I grew older, got jobs, got a family. To be honest with you, that acute awareness has kind of waned. Can I be transparent? It hadn't been forefront. It hadn't been number one. In fact, I've been planning on. I got a pack a packet the other day from front office on retirement. I hadn't opened it yet, but I wanted it because I. I said I don't want to be doing something stupid that i regret later that I should have been doing now. You know, I put money in our our retirement system. I, I'm planning for the future, and I've done. I, I used to even think about that, Brother Yeely. I didn't. Retirement, me, Lord's going to come before then. I wanted to, Brother Wallace, I used to wonder if I'd ever get married before the Lord came. That's been 36 years ago. 36 years. Woo! Of wedded bliss. Best thing that ever happened to me. Promise you. Promise you. I got, I got lucky, Brother Wallace. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I just. Man, I scored. I am I had beginner's luck. I did. I had beginner's luck. But I did take some advice, Brother Daniel. I, I'd heard preachers talk about if you're looking for a wife, spouse, find them around the altar. And that's where my wife was. She loved God. And I... I mean, I'll just leave that there. I've got to hurry. This friend that came back, I'm still in the church, but I have to admit that living life has somewhat dulled that awareness through the years. But now, once again, that old friend has returned to me. And I hope and pray it's returned to you. But tempered with the understanding that we don't live in fear. I'm not afraid of the coming of the Lord. The Bible says to look up. It's time to be excited about what's happening. It's time for the church to rise up and be the church. And let the spirit move through us. And and, and show the world what it's like to be full of the Holy Ghost. And on fire for God. Hallelujah. And we're looking upward, and we're going to see the glory of God manifest in these last times. Could we stand? It's time to pray. It's time to look up. It's time to wake up. And it's time to be powerful. It's time to see miracles. It's time to share God's love. It's time to have control of our lives. Oh, Father, I love you. My heart is filled with desire to see. Your power... Your glory, cover the earth as waters clothe the sea. I am surrounded by a fortress of God, totally surrendered to you. I lift up my hands, standing unashamed, to worship you, Father, exalting your name. You captured my heart, now my life is changed. I lift up my hands. I lift up my hands. Let's pray. Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's worship him right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look up church. Look up church. It's not a sad time. It's an exciting time. It's a time of revival. It's a time of backsliders coming back. It's a time of re- revival of, of people in the world coming to God, seeing what you are, and joining with you before the Lord comes. Oh, Father, I love you. Gather around the front. My heart is filled with desire to see your power and has-